Welcome to the Founder Scale Sales Leadership Podcast, where we help business founders and sales leaders understand and overcome the challenges of building high performing sales teams. Hello, and welcome to the Founder Scale Sales Leadership Podcast. My name is Josh Sweeney. And I'm Taylor Barnes. And last week, we discussed uh, the human investment, what that looks like from a non company point of view different types of programs that we could uh, get individuals involved into uh, to improve attrition, to keep company morale up and uh, not feel like they they have to get involved in all those company-sponsored events. So I thought we had a good conversation, Josh. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, in talking about keeping morale up, lots of people want to know what their career path is, right? Mm-hmm. So this week, we're going to be talking about sales career paths. Um, I'm going to kick it off with an interesting one that came about a few years ago. Uh, so we're here in Atlanta. There's a company called Sales Loft, and uh, they're heavy into SDRs. Oh yeah. And and they had written an article. You know, originally when you thought about an SDR, BDR, sales development rep, business development rep, you thought about this person that came in, did a lot of outbound, and um, then they would slowly progress up. Right. Their career path was eventually to become a an account manager or become a sales rep or an enterprise sales rep. And they had some really good information around how they actually said, well, what if people really like this role? What if they like being a BDR? What if they like right. being an SDR? Yeah. And, and they posted a career path for them. So it was like, hey, if you want to stay in this role, here's a path to where you can make more and better money and get better at your craft. And you don't have to actually switch over to being a salesperson or a, a you know executive account person, whatever it is, mm-hmm. right? So I thought it was really interesting concept because at the time, and still to this day, a lot of people think the only route for a salesperson is to become a sales manager, and that's not the case. There's lots of different paths. So uh, what are some of the paths you're seeing? You know, what what are, yeah. what's the path? <laughs> what's the career path for a salesperson? It doesn't want to be a sales manager. Yeah, and that's a great that's a great segue into a funny story I have that I bet a lot of people can relate to, especially ones that try to you know motivate uh, other individuals into taking the next step. So, uh, you know, one of our first employees that we hired uh, was actually a friend of mine from school and a tremendous salesperson, tremendous salesperson. And so he made lots of money, lots of coin, and this and that, and he was rocking and rolling and doing good. And and I. I was so excited to present this piece of information to him that, hey, we're creating a new role that's going to be managing the wholesale department. I was like, this is going to be a slam dunk. He's going to love this. And I pressed it and I didn't get much feedback. And then I pressed it again. And I didn't get much feedback. And then I sat up down and I was basically like, what the hell's wrong with you? Like, why are you coming? <laughs> opportunity was, of a lifetime. Opportunity here. of a lifetime. <laughs> right. In my mind, it was. And he, uh, and he, and he really put me in my place, um, which I needed at the fact that, because in my mind, I was just thinking it was a good thing for him. But he goes, Taylor, I don't want to be like you. And I was like, huh? And he's like, I don't need that. I'm good. I, I've got my my stuff. I'm good. I don't need any of that. I don't want anything more. I'm just very happy in the fact that I'm a high producing, high performing sales rep. He goes, isn't that good enough for you? <laughs> and I was like, I am so sorry that I've been pressuring you against something that you did not want to do. And in my mind, Josh, and many leaders and, and other you know business owners can understand this. You just assume that they want to climb the corporate ladder or climb into promotion or, or what have you. That's just something that I 
originally thought. Now, it's really important to establish something maybe ahead of time or, or, or maybe just get your expectations in line that maybe, just maybe, where they're doing, what they're doing right now might be exactly what they want to be doing for the long term, regardless of how we as sales managers think about it. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely, if you think of sales people, right, as a, as a group, you know, there's a lot of people who have been sale, selling for 20 plus years, right? They've essentially had the same role for 20 plus years. Yeah. So why would we think that they want to do something different? You know, they yeah. probably, I would say, maybe I want to do, I want to sell for another company. I'm tired of this product. I want to go somewhere else or um, I want to become more efficient where I'm at and just become better. And, you know, be good at it and, and hit my quote every month and, and, and go home at the end of the night. You know, I That's think there's right. all kinds of there's all kinds of combinations. Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of it comes down to the motivation. Right. So I, I know that, you know, some people are motivated by money. Other people are motivated by flexibility in their work hours. Some are motivated by titles and whatnot. But whatever your motivation is, it's really important as a leader that you understand that. Because it's just like my example of my friend. I mean, let's be honest. One of the definitions of management is getting paid less to do more, right? Right. It just is. <laughs> Especially if you're in a sales organization where you copy salespeople very well based on performance, then the management aspect will naturally tends to be, I should say, a little bit less. Just comes with maybe some other little perks or what have you. But regardless of what it is, I think the salespeople, I'm sorry, the sales leadership team and managements and, and, and whatever business you're in, you need to understand what the motivations are first. And then you need to look at your organization and say, do I have a career path? Have I established a career path? And if I haven't, do I need to? And, and the honest answer is maybe you don't. Maybe what they're doing right now is what you do as an organization, and that's good enough. Uh, but but if you do, if you don't, I think it's really important to establish, does the opportunity to get somebody further along in their career path need to come from me as the manager? Or do I need to basically have a statement that says, we are always looking for our next generation of management, our next generation of leadership. And, and, and for those reasons, if you have an interest of applying for something like this, you don't have to use those exact words, but maybe then the information comes from them versus you trying to force it, like I mistakenly did in my story. Yeah, definitely. I mean, everybody doesn't, obviously, from your story, want to be a manager. That's um, right. <laughs> and, you know, early on when we when we just first started this podcast, you know, I was talking about the SDR levels. You know, there are certain levels where if you get to here, you yep. get a certain number of perks or you get better, you know, better margin on your deals or, or better commissions. Um, you know, I've seen this the, the opposite in a lot of sales roles. So, for example, I knew somebody that had worked for the same company for probably 15, 20 years and their base pay as a sales rep had never moved. So basically, if you want to do more and make more, you just have to sell more in that organization. But mm -hmm. the reality is, is at some point there's a cap in which somebody's willing to do more, where it's worth more. You know, there, there's different caps on time and everything else. You know, what are some other career paths you've seen for, let's say I get hired as a, a uh, regional sales rep and I'm an, an outside sales rep. Where am I going to go from there? What, yeah. What's the perks? Am I, am I going to get a raise? Is my base going to incrementally go up? 
Um, you know, is my quota just always going to go up? And you know, how does that work? That's right. Well, we we also had, you know, speaking of that, you know, one of the last couple episodes we had earlier on, we also had a, uh, you know, the definition of uh, uh, sales, uh, I'm sorry, a manager that also sells, right? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, so let's just say, and for the purpose of this statement, that they have delineated between what a manager is and what a salesperson is. Now, to your point, yes. If you're going to be a manager, if you're going to, if, in that example, if you're a regional sales rep, where do you go next? And the most likely answer there is a regional manager of a regional sales team. Now, that usually comes with things like a salary increase and then a overhead based on how your team is performing. So then your motivation becomes a little bit less account based and personal driven than it, than it does to create a lot of, you know, profits and margins and revenues within your own regional sales team. So you have to understand in your mind, if that's something that interests you, uh, that might come with a little less day-to-day stress because maybe you're not a quota-carrying person anymore. Maybe you're not carrying a different kind of bag for the company. Um, But that also comes with a, uh, man, that comes with a whole different set of of, of responsibilities that you have to be ready for. So that's just one example, you know, regional vice presidents, regional this and that. There's, There's lots of different promotions and whatnot, but I, I still I, I'm I'm smiling just thinking about this because if you are a and this is a hack for everybody out there if you are a high performing salesperson and you're making a lot of money and you're making and you've got a lot of great relationships then it is there's a very good chance that you want to stay there and for other people in the organization that are looking at you as this high performing incredible addition to their organization they will always have the interest in getting you more involved and and more, you know, in, ingrained, embedded in, 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 in the organization. So, you know, th- that communication needs to be open and friendly and respectful and transparent throughout the process. Because just understand, if you're one of those high performing, incredible salespeople, you're making the radar. People are talking yeah. about you in the monthly executive meetings and whatnot. And how do we get him more involved? How do we get her more involved? How do we make sure that she wants to stick around? How do we keep her at the organization? Well, the executive team and the management team might be thinking that they have to offer you more, have to offer you a management position in order to keep you appreciated, you know, uh, keep your appreciation in line or, or whatever the situation is. So I, I just think it's really important in that regard. If a sales if a sales career path has been established, that's great. I think in every organization it absolutely should be, but not to be confused with people accepting their sales career path or staying put in what they're already great at doing. Yeah, I think you you kind of hit on something for me there, right? Of I'm a salesperson, I want to stay a salesperson, right? So if I'm going to stay a salesperson, what does that look like? Am I going to get incremental raises? Am I going to be able to make more money? Am I going to be able to make the same amount of money, maybe in less time with less effort? Uh, and I think it all goes back to those motivators. So the one you had mentioned was I, I'm a great salesperson and the, the organization wants me to be more involved. So what's the next step in my career path? Well, if I like helping other salespeople, don't want to be a manager, Maybe there's a way that I can get a, an incremental salary bump and start also doing some coaching with the team. Mm. Maybe I'm one of the coaches 
Um, so I think it comes back to that motivator. Like if I'm a sales, if I'm a sales manager and I want to give you a career path as a rep, I need to know what motivates you. If helping others is, is high on the list, then, you know, maybe we can work something out to where you're continuing to sell what you do. Um, or maybe your sales are going to go down a little bit. Yeah. The fact that you're coaching other people on your awesome techniques, um, is, is so valuable times the number of people you're coaching that will bump up your base a little or yeah. we'll change the tiers for you. Yeah. And I think that's a really good, good, um, you know, option that a lot of organizations would consider that says, you know, I understand that these three or four other regional salespeople are not where they should be. I don't know if that's a management problem or not, but what I would be willing to do as a colleague and as a peer to peer is really get them involved in what I'm doing really well what my personal process is when I have when I have opportunity creation and whatnot. Let me do that. And if they perform, maybe they get a piece of that upgraded performance or maybe they get an incremental salary, like you're saying, on top of that. I would say the third one that's for something to consider would be, all right, I want to remain a regional salesperson, but man, my business is getting through the roof and I don't want to, I don't want to, um, you know, uh, take any hits on quality or communication with my customers. How about I go ask for instead of anything else, how about I go to ask for a, a dedicated support team? Give me one or two individuals that's going to help me in my region be almost an inside sales rep that can assist me in, you know, entering things in the system, uh, updating the CRM, keeping pipelines in line, you know, keeping a calendar up to date, you know, maintaining travel schedules, uh, you know, driving key action items that must and just keeping that, you know, that regional salesperson really, really good and continuously good on what they're doing. And I, and I say that because that's worked very well in our businesses. However, for that regional salesperson out there, do not be surprised when the organization asks you also to participate in the comp plan of those inside salespeople that you have just asked for. So, um, you know, it's it's a real it's a real give and take kind of scenario. Um, and, I, and I hope that if that's ever happened to people out there, uh, please understand that's while that might seem unfair, it's a pretty big compliment from an organizational point of view, uh, because they believe that if you are free to expend more time in what you are great at, then that's only going to come with bigger revenues, bigger margins for you as a regional salesperson. And that's why they want you to invest in yourself by adding to your team and, 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 you know, subsidizing the amount of investment that the company needs to make too. Yeah, definitely. I mean, just like, you know, when I talked earlier about the SDR, I saw a very clear plan, which says when you get this many, uh, when you, you're a level one SDR and when you make this many appointments a month, you will now move up to this level and you can go up and down in levels, right. In, In many cases, and when you go up to the next level, not only do you have to sustain making more appointments because you are now better at your job and more efficient, but we'll mm. actually pay you a little more. So instead of you know X dollars, we'll pay you plus, plus 10, 20 more dollars per appointment yeah. you set, whatever it might be. So there's always these tiers where you can get better. And I think what you're talking about is from a sales perspective, you know, there is a bottleneck in which I do not have any more time as a sales rep. I mm-hmm. am fundamentally capped on time. I can't sell anymore because I don't have the time. So what's the next best way to leverage? Well, if you make it to this point and you're selling this many dollars, the company will give you that support staff, right? Maybe I'm getting 10 hours a week or 
uh, yeah, 10 hours a week of a certain support staff member that helps mm-hmm. me do more and takes things off of my plate as a sales rep. But you have to maintain that number, right? Just like as a founder of a company, you know, I have to maintain certain numbers if I want to continue to pay an executive assistant, yeah. right? I still have to pay for that executive assistant, still coming yeah. out of the, the company's pocket and essentially my pocket. But that should help you do more, right? If, if I have a, if I have somebody as a sales rep that is, let's say, $20 an hour and they're 10 hours a week, well, there's going to be a little bit of a, a gray area that I have to get over that hump, right? I need to work with them to get exponentially more or yeah. you know, yeah. double, triple, whatever it might be. Um, but then I'm selling more. So it should, it should work out in the long run. That, right? that's, you, you nailed it. The, and it's really important that when individuals go into either their yearly reviews or if they're just beginning a new job, for them to understand what their career path looks like is, is very big. You know, if you're an engineer or an architect and you get a different level of certifications that gives you the ability to call yourself a senior project manager or a certified this and that, well, then perhaps your market value just went up and your career path looks a little bit differently because you've got a different certification or like you said if there's a salesperson that wants to become a sales manager one day and they want to get into leadership and get into you know um, what have you well then that that should be understood on both ends that should be understood in the beginning of the year or in the beginning of employment from the organization and that should be made very clear to the individual that's being hired uh, but without knowing that uh, and, and granted, it's one thing to establish it. Interests change over time. People are much more, op, you know, apt to become sales managers when they're not selling because that gives them the ability to maintain their job and not have to sell much anymore, right? Right. Uh, or you know, there's plenty of other salespeople that that just quite frankly need to need to stay still. But anything that that you can do individually. To add value to the organization outside of selling dollars, well, generally speaking, I hope that you are interested in that because that makes you a phenomenal employee and it makes you a great teammate and whatnot. But I think at the organizational level, it really needs to be understood and talked about in a communicative, friendly way. If I want more out of this individual because he or she is performing very well, what does that look like? Do I really want to mess with the current state of this individual because they are killing it for us. Much like in my situation, he literally turned it right back on me and said, don't you want me to continue to kill it? And I was like, yes, I do. I don't, I guess I just wasn't thinking. Right. <laughs> and, you know, and, uh, you know, and, and he's, he's a close friend of mine. So I guess in my mind, I was thinking a little bit more personally about his promotion uh, than I was about what he does for the organization. So, yeah, uh, just kind of wrapping it up in, in my yeah. thoughts here. The, uh, the sales career paths at the organizational level, you know, whatever those look like, you know, an indicative time frame that you're going to, you know, review the, you know, here's where you're at. Here's what's upcoming. You know, do you want it? Do you not want it? Just that, that's really important, man, because there's going to be so many people out there. They're like, well, I didn't get asked for that job. Nobody thought of me for that job. Nobody, you know what? Well, that's probably because you didn't take the initiative to go say that you wanted the job, you know? Right. And so that friction, you got to avoid that at all costs. You have to avoid that. So if your message to the individuals are, 
if you're interested in something different, I want you to feel very comfortably coming and talking to me about that. Or this is it for you. And here's why. Because these are your strengths. Here's what we need. And this is how it is right now. And then, of course, you review yearly. And if things changed or if you've noticed certain strengths in one individual that you have in another, perhaps you can make some adjustments then. Yeah. And what I'd like for you know our listeners to catch from this or think about from this moving forward is really what is the career path for your salespeople? What do they have to look forward to if they want to not if they don't want to be a manager, if they want to stay the course? What do they get to look forward to? What are you taking off their plate? How are you helping them do more with less and and just continuing to drive that success for them? So with that, for next week, we will be talking about KPIs that drive results. So key performance indicators that drive results in the sales team. This is Josh and... And this is Taylor. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the FounderScale Sales Leadership Podcast. If you enjoyed this content, please subscribe and give us five stars on iTunes or your favorite podcast listening platform.